This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about investing when the market feels too high. You know, as time goes by, investors tend to get nervous about all sorts of different things. We get nervous when the markets go down, but people also start to get very nervous when the markets go up. So here are some of the things that our office regularly hears in terms of investor concerns, and you may recognize yourself in some of these. So wondering about, should I invest money? It's already high. How could it possibly go any higher? Now, I think that's kind of a fun one to hear because every time I've ever heard that in the past, eventually it's gone higher. (laughs) Now, of course, that does not mean that the future is any guarantee. That does not mean that because things have gone up in the past, they will always go up again in the future. However, what the market has done is consistently over time hit new highs. I went back and did some Google research about people being concerned about investing when the markets are high because I've heard this same concern from investors since I started in my career. And I've been doing this for (laughs) over 25 years. I'm kind of dating myself. But historically, I hear this when we see peaks in the market and we don't know if we're in a peak and then that's when people start to get concerned. So... I remember hearing this back in 2006. I remember hearing this back in 2011. I remember hearing people being concerned about the market being so high consistently every year for the last four or five years. Now, what would have happened if you would have listened to that and said, I no longer believe in the power of the markets. I'm not gonna invest my money in the market because I don't think it can possibly go any higher. Well, based on what has happened in the markets, you would have missed out on a significant opportunity for potential growth. So I want to dig into some of these concerns. The feelings are very valid, but the reality of investing is different from what your emotions are telling you. Another big thing that I hear is this. Well, the market's gone up so far, surely I should take my gains and just leave that original money that I had invested. Is this a good time to do it because the market is so high? Again, what that person who is saying those kind of things is doing is attempting to time the market. They're saying, I think the market's at a high. I think it's going to go down. I want to protect my profits. Now, legitimately, emotionally, of course we want to protect our profits. That is something that fundamentally, logically makes sense. What the thing that comes down to in that issue is, are you a long-term investor or are you a short-term investor? A short-term investor, for these purposes, I mean someone who is going to be needing that money within the next one to three years. If you really are a short-term investor and the purpose for that money is to utilize that money in the next short amount of time, then absolutely yes. You probably should think about sweeping your profits. You should think about removing your money from market risk altogether or at least move to something more conservative when you have that short of a time frame. 
Because the last thing you want to have happen is you need that money in a year and the market does go down right before you need it. You don't have time on your side to make back up market losses. However, if your time frame is longer, especially if your time frame is 10 years or more out there in the future, you are still considered a long-term investor. And trying to time the market to sweep gains to protect profits, that is not a sound strategy for long-term investors. That is something that is more of short-term. Now you'll notice that I talked a little bit about one to three years and I talked about 10 years or more. So what if you're kind of in that middle ground, right? That three to 10 year ground? Well, the answer really then is it depends. It absolutely depends on how you feel about risk. Now, risk is something that inherently is part of the market. You can't put your money into the market and expect to have no risk. Those two things don't go together. Investing to try to earn significant gain involves risk. There's no guarantee it's gonna go up. There's no guarantee you're not gonna lose. You have to feel comfortable accepting risk. But that all being said, there are degrees of risk. We have conservative on one side and we have aggressive on the other side. And in between those places, there are many different degrees of risk that someone can, can take. So if you're in that middle ground, specifically between three to 10 years, what you really want to do is zero in on how comfortable you truly are with risk for that particular money. Now I'm not saying all your money, I'm saying the piece of money that you're likely to spend in the time period of three to seven years. You need to do a very honest assessment of how you feel about risk and how you would feel about losing some of that money. Now, when you're doing this assessment, you may find that your normal patterns of investing say or suggest that your risk tolerance is maybe moderately aggressive. But for this piece of money, if you do an honest assessment about what you feel, you may find that it's money over 10 years away of usage that is moderately aggressive, but the money that you might use sooner than that may be more moderate, moderately conservative, or conservative. So the bottom line with risk, and if you take nothing away from hearing this other than this one thing, the bottom line with risk is it absolutely must align with the purpose of the money and the time frame of when you are going to plan to spend it. So align your risk tolerance levels with those two things, which may mean that you have buckets of money. You have some money that is very short-term. It might be conservative or no risk. You have some money that is midterm, kind of sooner money rather than later. That might be more conservative. And you have some money that is later, maybe 10 years or more. That may be okay to have continued risk on if you feel confident as a long-term investor with that money. All right, another common thing that I'm hearing when markets are high is this. Well, I'm sure I already missed my chance. I mean, it's probably just too late to put money into the market. Well, the reality is that may or may not be true. <laughs> if the only thing that ever happens is the market goes down from here, then I guess you were right. But historically, we have not ever seen that happen. So it's more likely 
that you've not missed the boat, you've not missed your opportunity, there's still opportunity in the market. I can tell you that when we were in the Great Recession back in 2008, 2009, people then were saying, gosh, maybe I missed the boat. Gosh, I've already lost all this money. Maybe I don't wanna play this game anymore. And they couldn't even conceive that in 2021, we would be at levels where the Dow is over 30,000. It was inconceivable at that time. So have you missed your opportunity? I don't know, because I don't have a crystal ball, but consider the possibility that we can even imagine right now where the market could potentially go. Historically, time after time, markets have hit new highs. So historically, time after time, there has been potential opportunity for people to be investing money in the market. Now, another thing that can be kind of nerve wracking for people is the political spectrum. And it's very interesting in my position because I hear people saying, I'm concerned about what this current administration is going to do. I'm concerned about the future of our country. I'm concerned about the markets. I hear that under every single president. So whether you're a Republican, whether you're a Democrat, it doesn't matter. Half of all you out there are thinking that this administration is fantastic and excited about it and markets should go up. And the other half of you are thinking, this is terrible. I'm so concerned about where this is gonna go. Maybe I should take my money out of the market. And you know what? In our last presidential administration, it was exactly backwards. Half of you were still thinking good, half of you were still thinking bad. So the reality is this, the markets themselves, while they have some level of connection to political shenanigans and maneuverings, the markets themselves are driven by profits and losses of companies, not by politics and not by presidents. That is so important to remember. So love them or hate them, whoever the president is at the current time, that alone does not drive the success of the market and the success of your investments going forward. Now, what can it impact? Well, their policies can impact profitability of companies. So that's where it starts to get a little bit more intertwined. However, you have to remember that the market itself is a forward-looking animal. The market itself is predicting where it thinks the economy will be four to six months in the future. So when markets are doing well, it means that the markets overall feel that regardless of who's in charge in the White House, the economy is going to be doing something positive in the future. When markets are down, it's an indication that they think that the economy is going to have some slowing down and that may be based on some of the things that are happening in the White House. So political issues like hate, love, those kinds of things that go on within political parties largely do not drive the market. You have to remember that it's the profits and the losses of companies that drive the markets. So can they continue to get bigger? What can happen when markets are high? And what are some of the better ways to invest? Stay tuned and we're gonna cover that in the second part of our show.
Congratulations to Mary Stirk for being named three years in a row to the 2020 Forbes list for Best in State Wealth Advisors and Top Women Wealth Advisors. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we're talking about investing when the markets just feel too high. We've talked about some of those emotional things, some of those tracks that run in our head when we start to get nervous about that. You might be thinking of, gosh, it's so high. How could it possibly get higher? Or you might find yourself thinking, I've totally missed the boat. This market has gotten so high, there's no opportunity left. You might be thinking, I'm concerned about the political future of this country. That's probably going to translate into bad markets. Or you might be thinking about the old adage of, you know, investing tells us buy low and sell high. If the market's already high, how could I possibly invest in this market? So let's talk about that for a second. JP Morgan did a study in 2020. And what they looked at was what would happen historically if you invest only on days where there is a market high. And they compared that to randomly investing on any other day of the year. Now, it doesn't mean the highest day of the year. It just means the a market high sometime during the year. And the result was that the market highs actually worked out pretty well. Now, that might be because in years where markets are going up, it may be hitting more other highs. So it may be hitting new highs. Plus, you're comparing them against other random days. But they compared it to a one-year, a three-year, and a five-year history, and they found that in all of those time periods, looking back from their 2020 date, that actually investing at the market highs turned out slightly better than any random day. Part of that has to do with the fact that there tends to be momentum in the markets. So when markets are moving, when they're rocking and rolling, sometimes they rock and roll a little bit just because of the momentum of themselves. So something to think about. Now, if you have money on the sidelines and are trying to figure out what to do with it because you're worried about the fact that markets are high, you may be suffering from this fear that prevents you from taking action. And what you are actually doing is losing to opportunity cost. So there was a great quote by Peter Lynch. He is a rock star in the investing world. And he has said that far more money has been lost by investors preparing for corrections or trying to anticipate corrections than has been lost in the corrections themselves. Now think about that. It's the thinking you can outguess the market. It's not being in the market because you're worried that it will fall. Then that has had more tangible effect on people than the actual corrections themselves. So when the markets are rallying, it's really tempting to delay the investing, right? It's tempting because of all these emotional reasons that we've talked about. And the biggest thing that people are telling themselves is, well... I just want to wait for that to settle down a little bit. I want to wait for the market to cool down a little bit. The reality is you do not know when or if that's going to happen. That, my friends, is market timing. If you're trying to wait for the market to cool down, what that means is you need to be correct that we're at the highest of high points right now. You need to be correct that a crash is coming. 
you need to pick the right low point to go into and decide when to go in. And doing all of those things perfectly right is something that not even the sharpest computers in the world can figure out. Emotion may be telling you that you can do it, and let me tell you, it's probably wrong. <laughs> so what should you be doing to eliminate this great opportunity cost of potentially missing out on what could still continue to happen with some market growth? Well, the best thing to be thinking about if you have cash on the sidelines is a strategy that you've probably heard me talk about before, and that's called dollar cost averaging. So it may not be wise to just throw a huge lump sum of money in the market. It may be wise to filter it in over time. Filtering in over time gives you a couple of advantages. First advantage is this. If the market does go up, some of your money is invested in the market making money. So you're not missing the opportunity with everything. The other piece of it is if the market goes down, any of what you haven't already got filtered into the market has the opportunity to buy in at lower and lower points. So regardless of which way the market goes, dollar cost averaging could have some benefit for you as you move the money into the market. And that's kind of a nice peace of mind knowing that whatever happens in the market, some of your money could be winning. Now, is it a guarantee that long-term you'll make money? No. Is it a guarantee that long-term you won't lose money? No. That again goes back to the fact that there's risk in investing. But if you have a lump sum of money and you're trying to figure out what the best way to infuse that into the market is right now, consider the dollar cost averaging approach. Now there are a lot of different ways to do dollar cost averaging. Some people say, well, let's take the lump sum of money, let's split it into 12 chunks and put 1 12th in each month and let it dollar cost average over a year. Some people suggest that you do it more quickly than that. You do it over four months or over six months. I recently read a study by Bernstein that suggested that the very best dollar cost averaging historically has been over a period of about eight months. Anything longer than that, there's enough time in the market that shifts and changes and that have happened really start to dilute the value of the strategy. So their recommendation is an eight month dollar cost averaging maximum. The more aggressive you are, the more likely you are maybe to do it a little bit faster. The more conservative you are, that eight months is probably a good fit for you. But that is a, sm a strong way for people to consider putting lump sums of money into the market when it feels too high. Now, in a dollar cost averaging strategy, many times you can accelerate it. So let's say that you start, you get one month of your money into it, and then the market does drop. Nothing prevents you from putting more than one month into it at the next you know, time that you're going to do it. So you can accelerate a, a dollar cost averaging strategy if the markets are moving in the downward direction. And for some people, that's a good feeling because they know they're catching things at a, mar a lower market than when they started. And that's a good fit for them. Okay, what about though, if this money that you have to invest is something that you are uncomfortable with risk? Well, then I would suggest that you consider looking at investment vehicles that are other than market related. There are a whole slew of different investment vehicles out there that don't carry stock market risk. Now, why would someone invest in them? 
Well, because they're trying to, you know, preserve their downside. They're trying to get away from having this wild swing that could come with a market-based investment. Are they going to get the kind of return that the market gives? Probably not. So, you know, when you think about returns, you have to keep in mind that the greater the risk, the greater the possible reward. So if you move to a no-risk setting, then you're probably going to be moving to a limited reward setting. Now, this is especially tricky right now because interest rates are so darn low. I mean, if you go to your bank and you're trying to put money into savings or into a money market or into a CD even, the, re the returns are just so darn low that it's hard to get excited about that. So you do have to go right back to that conversation I was having earlier about balancing risk and what is the time frame until you're going to use this money and what's the purpose of that money. That is the way to approach money that you want to preserve versus money that is a market-based investment. Okay, bottom line is there's no telling when the market's going to go down and there's no predicting when there's gonna be a new market high. We are unable to see this. It is based on profitability of the companies that the market has inside of it. So if profitability is able to continue to grow, markets are likely to continue to grow. If profitability gets chopped off at the knees, markets are likely to go down. And remember, the market is a forward-looking animal. It's predicting forward in terms of what we think is likely to happen in the economy four to six months from now. The market is a leading indicator of the economy or a predictor of where the economy is gonna go. So when markets are high, can you feel comfortable investing? You can if you are a longer-term investor if you think about doing and incorporating strategies like dollar cost averaging, and if you truly have aligned the purpose of your money, the time horizon, or the time until you're gonna be using your money, and the risk level that you're comfortable with. I hope that's been valuable information for you as you're thinking about what to do with your own investing, and we thank you for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stern. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Insurance offered through Sterk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Neither Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated nor its representatives provide tax or legal advice. You should consult a qualified attorney or tax professional to answer your specific questions. Sterk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dune, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555. Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisors list includes 10 recipients per state. The award is based on qualitative and quantitative data. 
rating thousands of wealth advisors with a minimum of seven years of experience and weighing factors like revenue trends, assets under management, compliance records, industry experience, and best practices. The word is not based on portfolio performance or client reviews. There is no fee in exchange for rankings. Third-party rankings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation.